0: Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy.
1: We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age.
0: This is Parenting Bites.
1: Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. It's Rebecca Levy of Kids Views. I am here in the studio with Amy Otan of Hello. Amy and And Andrea is away in Portugal being techie. Yes. Um, covering... Some Eva? I don't know. Is one of the I don't, I don't know. One of the big tech podcasts. She's podcast, off being one tech conferencey. Guru. Yeah, she'll come back and report next week on all the cool stuff she saw. Yes, and you just got back from a big trip. I don't know how you're I awake did. right now. And I got back from Japan a couple days ago. Um, I think. <laughs> <laughs> literally, you repeat that day over and over, so you time travel. So we left at four forty-five. Or 4.55 Tokyo time, but we got back at 4.45 New York time on the same day. <laughs> so weird. It's so weird. So you just repeat that day over. and no, It's like Groundhog Day. Yeah. Um. So I tried to stay up and like not whatever. I did the jet lag diet. Were you fast? Yeah. I did it on the way there. And it was great. But on the way home, there was no way I could do it because you keep repeating the day. Oh, and no. I was so hungry. I'm <laughs> like, it was just. So I'm like, I don't care. I'm eating.
2: The last time um, I tried that diet, I did it on the way there and it worked great. And then on the way back, I was all set to not eat until the next day. And then it took four hours to get my luggage. Right. So not only was I starving, but I was just stress eating. Like, right. I just went right to a donut place and
1: got donuts. It's really hard going west or going east
2: yeah i don't know what it is and also the problem well, is well because when you go west you're like everything's just just like you kind of feel like superwoman because if right. i just get up at my normal time it's super early there so i feel right. really productive but when you go the other way and you have to get up for things you're getting up in the middle of the night your time right it was messed
1: up plus it's a 13 hour time difference which <sighs> at that point you're like forget it yeah like it's just so off there's no way to like wait for Breakfast, no, your New York time. I was like, I can't, I couldn't even do the math. Yeah, so it definitely made a difference. I'm sure if I had fasted all day, I would have been in better shape. Well, it's um, good that it worked the way there. At least we, because I've did. only done it on like three or four hour differences. We, you know, it's a it's a 14 hour flight there, and it's a 13 hour time difference. So I don't know. At some point, you eat on the airplane, right? Like that's what I did. Um, but. Yeah, the way home was too hard. and But, yeah, we hit the ground running when we got there, and then we just, like, never stopped. We walked eight miles a day. Wow. When I looked at my phone, we averaged eight miles a day, and it was, like, stairs and uphill and downhill and whatever. And we ate, like, everything you could ever eat in I, Japan. Uh, all
2: of your pictures were food. Food, well, I food that already? I
1: would not want to eat. I know. I was like, Amy could never <laughs> do this trip. There's nothing for Amy. There's no Jake cheese. and I would just eat rice for a solid week. <laughs> it's the best rice you've ever had. Then it's we'd so be happy. Good. We like rice. Um, but... It was amazing. It was amazing. Like the whole trip was amazing. Um, I think my daughters, being fourteen, almost fifteen, were the perfect age for it too, because mm. they were up for everything and like had the stamina for everything. Like I saw people traveling with little kids, and I was like, I wow, they, who are like whining and complaining? And care less, and you know, it's, yeah. a, it's it's nice when your kids are older and they can do everything and yeah. they want to do everything. Not that mine still wouldn't whine, but at least they can do it. It was their first time. Corey and I, we went in. We went seventeen years ago before we had kids. Um, and the difference between then and now is insane. We were the only Americans there when we were there 17 years ago. Like, oh. we had schoolgirls taking pictures with us wow. in Kyoto because they were like, Americans, like they'd never seen Americans <laughs> for real. Like, because cause Kyoto, they come. Kyoto's like, it's like how everyone, not everyone here does a trip to DC, but like it's like that same thing. Like everyone there does go see the cherry blossoms. Well, the cherry blossoms, but also like that was the capital of Japan for so long. So all the major shrines, like everything's in Kyoto. So you get these massive field trips of kids in their uniforms, because they all wear uniforms Mm -hmm. there. Um, But I can't tell you how many Americans were there. It was insane. And how many Europeans, it was so different. And because they're getting ready for the Olympics in Tokyo, everything's also in English. Oh, not all the restaurants, but like the subways that they make the announcements in Japanese and English. But not normally, just because they're no, getting now. Leave. Now it's normal. Now, now it's, it's normal. It's, yeah. Wow. So when we were there, no, like when we were there, you you had to sit there like matching characters and trying to right. figure out where you were going. Now it's it was amazing. Um, so cool in some ways because really easy to get around and like the most amazing transit system ever. But also weird that there all of a sudden there were so many. Americans. We're like, You're ruining it. <laughs> You're ruining it for everybody. <laughs> we wanna be the ones to ruin it, but only us only four. Us. And I think because of Instagram. I'm not kidding. I think because people see places that maybe they had never considered going before. Yeah. And now they're seeing them all the time in all these places and they're like, I wanna go there. Um, so it's I think social media has opened up like all these mm-hmm. places that maybe people didn't consider before um but go if you can go go it's amazing it's an amazing experience for your kids to be so out of their element um and have to like really navigate a different culture and a different um I don't know you're really you can't just you don't blend it's not like yeah. going to Europe where you're like yeah you sort of pass maybe you're a tourist maybe you're not a tourist. as long <laughs> as you don't open your mouth you, you right can pass. no yeah you're not passing um so anyway it was awesome but speaking of travel, today on the yes. show, we're gonna talk about um, Disney, which I should say, we did not go to Tokyo Disneyland. Um, why not? Or I'm Disney curious. Sea. Like if I went all the way there, I think I'd have to go to Tokyo Disneyland. I felt the opposite. I felt like <laughs> there's no way in hell I'm spending my time in Japan going to Disneyland. <laughs> um if we had gone maybe longer, maybe we would have done a day at Disney Sea, which is the really special Disney thing they have there. It's all water and this it's oh. like t- totally it's like something you can't get here. But everything else at the Tokyo Disneyland is just it's like um what do they they don't call it Euro Disney anymore they call it Disneyland Paris. Yeah. It's like that. It's like all the same stuff but it's in French. Um that's what Disneyland Tokyo's about the same thing, but Disney Sea is supposed to be kind of cool and different, but our one of our tour guides told us it's for couples. Like it's something people oh. do on a date night. They'll go to Disney Sea, which I thought was really interesting. Okay. But we did not do that this trip. Um however, you just went to yeah, I went to a press preview for um,
2: some things happening at both of the Disney parks that we have here at Disneyland and Disney World for this summer. And um, it was presented by this guy. I have to post links to videos of Joe Rody. Have you ever heard Joe Rody speak in person? Mm-mm. I've heard him speak like half a dozen times. He's worked at Disney forever. He was the the main force behind Animal Kingdom, and he is the main force behind the two big attractions that are opening this summer. And he's just a character. He's fun to watch. He's got, he collects souvenirs and puts them in his ear. Like, he's yeah. got this giant collection of souvenirs from his travels and his time at Disney that he puts all in one earring hole. So he's got, like, this giant, yeah, I know, it's, cr- it's cringy to look at. Um But it's just part of him. <laughs> And he's so much fun to listen to because he is so into what he does. He is just so enthusiastic and and dives so deep into the detail of everything that it's, it's just fun to listen to him. And he was telling us about the two main things that are opening on May 27th, which is fun for him because they're on opposite coasts and he's in charge of both of them. So he's wow. basically spending the next month on a plane going from coast to coast. And the first one is in Disneyland. It's in uh, Disney's California Adventure. And I have slightly mixed feelings about this one because they're replacing the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, which I love. Mm. It's one of my favorite rides. They're rebranding it with Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's going to be called Mission Breakout. And it, have you? did you see the movie the f- um, Guardians of the Galaxy?
1: Yeah, the first one.
2: Yeah, like I'm not crazy about it. And... And I'm actually not crazy about Avatar, the other movie we're going to talk about. It doesn't really matter. Like, for the, you don't have to have seen the movies for these rides. You don't have to like them. You don't have to be into them. You don't have to know anything about them. The entire story is told within the ride, so you don't have to reference anything else. And so you, you go into this ride, and, like, the backstory is um, the collector, who is one of the characters from the movie... He has basically stolen the guardians and put him in, put them in his giant collection. And you're a VIP guest who is going in to see the collection. And uh, what's the name of the raccoon? Rocket Raccoon. He's escaped, and you're going to help him destroy the generator that is going to free the entire collection. So, like, you're part of all
1: happening in the old Tower of Terror. All happening
2: in the old Tower of Terror. So what you're doing is after like in you, the queue after that part's happening in the queue okay. and then you get on a gantry lift and you're going up to the generator to blow it up so that these these things can escape. And when you blow up the generator, you drop. You drop, you rise, you drop, you rise. You know, then it's 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 the old ride. And kind of how it was with Tower of Terror, it's never the same ride twice. Like there are different scenes that you see when the doors open. Different stuff is happening. The, the programming of the, the lifts and the drops will be different. Um, so that's it'll still be the same thrill ride, which is good because I love, I love droppy rides. They're my favorite. I hate
1: droppy Loving rides. Well, I can't do droppy rides. <laughs> and I, I, can't rides. I can't do spinny rides. I
2: can't do spinny rides. That's the thing. I used to do so many spinny rides when I was a kid. And then as an adult, I got like an inner ear thing where I can't do the things that go around yeah. and around. So all I have left are droppy rides and roller coasters. So. Um, so that's Guardians of the Galaxy, and there are some other things happening in. in I mean, that's Disneyland. That's Disneyland. That's in California Adventure, right. and there are some other things happening this summer in Disneyland too. Um, there's uh, they're extending the Main Street Electrical Parade through August twentieth, which is it's I my know, favorite. I know it's so awesome. Um, I mean, that's like one of the main things that I remember from when I was a little kid, and we Me would too. go to Disney World is is that parade. Um, the Fantasmic show is going to reopen at Disneyland this summer, which is is a fantastic nighttime show. Um, and then now we move to the other coast to Disney World and to the big. This is so huge. This is <laughs> going to be so big. And I'm very happy for Animal Kingdom because it yeah. was always kind of like the forgotten park. Yeah. Like
1: there were times when we would go to Disney World for a week and we wouldn't even go Not to either. Animal Kingdom. Because it was like the bus and you got to go. <laughs> and, Although and it, people love staying at the Animal Kingdom Lodge because oh, you have anim- the animals roaming around. Animal Kingdom when you have Lodge kids, is amazing. amazing. Yeah. I've stayed
2: there twice. I Animal think Kingdom think the best Lodge, restaurant. It has the best food. And I'm saying that as a picky
1: vegetarian. Yeah, like I think it's the best there's so food. much
2: vegetarian food. It's fantastic. Um. So I love staying there, but I didn't always go to the park because I just didn't feel like there was a ton to do. Then we went down, what was it, last spring Mm -hmm. for the, what is the name of the, the show? I forget the name of the show. The Wonders of Light, Light, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which, which is, is the new show there, the nighttime show, spectacular.
1: It's amazing. So now is there's it Waters of Light, Light. I don't know, but it's done with water and light. That's yeah, it's, what's so cool about it's, it. It's the water and right, the light together. Like they together. make a kind
2: of a mist with the water, yeah, and they, they project, project things onto the water. Onto the water. It's, it's crazy yeah. cool. It's it's in rivers of light. Rivers, rivers of light. light. That's what it is. Okay. Sad. At least I have jet lag. We talked about it when when we go back from the trip. I'll, yes, I'll link back right. to that episode yeah, yeah. And, and the things that we that we said about. And the that. video. I think there's an incredible yeah. video of it. Yep, we have video of that. um So that was new because you know, as Joe Roedy said twenty years ago when they opened the park. They didn't have the technology to keep that park open at night. Right. Because the thing with Animal Kingdom, like any of the other parks, when it gets dark, you just turn on the lights. You just make it so that people can still walk around and and everything's light and it seems almost like daytime. But with a park full of animals, you can't do that. You can't mess with their systems like that. So now, 20 years later, they finally have the technology to let you go around the parks at night without messing up the animals, which is why they can do these things. So the next step was opening Pandora, The World of Avatar, which is based on the movie, Avatar. And again, wasn't crazy about the movie. But even when I saw it, I was like, wow, that would make an amazing... I, th- I think what I said at the time was that would make an amazing ride. Right. Like, because, you know, you're riding on those banshees and, and flying around. They did an entire world. It's, it's an entire
1: land within Animal Kingdom. Well, the best thing about that movie, right, is the visuals. Yeah. Because... I don't even remember the story, but the visuals were extraordinary. Incredible. He was the first one to really use that depth of 3D that became the standard new 3D, like yep. all that stuff. Yeah,
2: no, looking at it was incredible. And they've taken all of that and they've put it into this land, into Pandora. And a lot of uh, what's going on with Pandora is the bioluminescence that happens at night. Oh, that's so cool. And now that they can keep the park open at night, they can take full advantage of that. So it's a totally different land during the day and at night. And um, there are two main rides in the land. The first one is... Wait, let me look up the name because I always forget it. Um, But the first one is not a thrill ride. It is called Navi River Journey. And you basically get on these, these reed boats and you're sailing through a really dense forest and it's a lot of sound, it's a lot of the bioluminescence because even during the day you're in this dense forest so things right. can be a little darker and it's supposed, I've, I, I'll have post a couple of pictures that, that they gave me um, it just looks absolutely gorgeous and so that's not a thrill ride that's like a floating down the river seeing beautiful things ride the thrill ride is you're riding the Banshees so that's right. going to be amazing and um, you know, when when they were working with uh, James Cameron to develop this, he's a pilot. And when he rode the ride, he said it was the closest thing to flying that he's ever experienced oh, not flying. Cool. Yeah. So and I love thrill rides. So this is going to be cool. Um, so the story of that is... You, if you remember from the movie, like they got into these like controller suits where they would control the. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's I I don't really remember either. Um, But you're basically sitting in a chair and controlling the character that's riding on the banshee, and you're wearing 3D glasses, and there's this like gigantic screen that it's all projected on. A lot of the experience actually comes from the chair that you're sitting in.
1: Oh, So it's like four D. Yeah, it's like really immersive.
2: Yeah, it's so immersive. It's so detailed. The entire thing is just—it's going to be incredible. Like when you walk through the land, he was—he was showing us pictures of like these little teeny tiny flowers that are just a, a couple inches big, and they're like little hairs on the little parts of the flowers. And that they made this right. You know, this well that's what Disney flower. does better than anyone else. They really,
1: really do that so immersion. They, yeah.
2: So you know, it's it, it's. Something that you can probably, depending on the lines, you can probably spend a couple hours there. I mean, he said you could just spend an hour, like, wandering around and interacting with the plants and the animals. Right. And, you know, all the stuff that they've manufactured and, and, you know, before you even go on either of the rides. It's going to be so cool. And here's actually some recording of Joe Rody talking about it.
0: Hi, I'm Joe Rody from Walt Disney Imagineering. And welcome to Disney's Animal Kingdom. Today I'd like to share with you the overall design philosophy that underlies Disney's Animal Kingdom and Pandora, the world of Avatar. In the film Avatar, where we see the world of Pandora, that world is created digitally. We're now gonna make that world physical. The realism of it, the incredible fidelity to detail of that world I think is gonna really take people by surprise. It feels really as if you are standing there on another planet. There are several things we're doing in the world of Pandora. One of them is, of course, all the stories are your personal adventures. We're not really telling you the story of something that happened to somebody else. But more than that, every event that happens on Pandora, every animal you see, every plant you see, the things that happen to you, those are all tied to real things on planet Earth. So you can learn about issues and events on Earth from the things you see and experience on Pandora.
1: You know, it's really interesting because I think sometimes people think Disney, their kids outgrow it. Um, There are a lot of people who feel like that was when my kid, like, if I don't go when my kid is four or five, like, I'm missing the magic time to take them. No, All of this stuff is really for older kids. Um, It's interesting because... Like you said, first of all, it makes animal kingdom really a destination now yes um, and not just like, oh, let's see if we can fit animal kingdom in to do the safari and right on the same Everest. days we do a water park or right whatever. exactly um, but it this I the whole experience of being able to ke- sort of continually go on those family trips mm-hmm. or do a multi-generational trip it's hard mm-hmm. to find a place where you can do a multi-generational trip um, that's not a cruise yeah. And this is totally like this keeps expanding that right. age range where people are interested in going to Disney.
2: Yeah, because little kids will appreciate the ride, right, and the beauty, and and the rest the of o- Animal Kingdom, and too. the rest of Animal Kingdom. Older Safari. kids will get to they'll see the detail and they'll they'll experience the emotion of the story now because you know Disney is all about storytelling. Yeah. So of course you know you don't just go on a ride; you get immersed in this story, and hopefully feel it emotionally because that's what they're going for. Yeah, I uh, my kids were 5 and 8 the first time we went and um and and you know we they still go and they still love it and mm-hmm. I I don't see them growing out of it. I just see it, it, it's funny cuz the biggest difference between when I go to Disney World alone and when I take my kids is when I'm with my kids they want to race from thing to thing. Right. And when I go by myself, I wander I go into little corners I've never been in before. I talk to characters. I <laughs> you know, I window shop, I see details that I never would see if my kids were there. Right. And every time we go, every time they get older, there's just a teeny bit more of that with them. You know, they're right. willing to slow down a little bit more, see a little bit more of the work that went into it. Right. And the detail and yeah, it's a nice, nice transition.
1: There's a huge amount of changes going on at Disney, too. Because like, next up is Star Wars World, and there's going to mm-hmm. be Toy Story World or Toy Story Land, of the Corner or Star Wars. I can never remember when, when it's a world it's and when incredible. it's a land. But there's so much expansion going on. So I think the one of the biggest things that has helped is... The fast passes and the magic bands. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure these are going to be magic bands. Yeah, fast they, pass they rides. said the, the two rides, the two new rides in Animal Kingdom will be fast pass. It changes your entire experience with your kids as well. Because if you can book ahead of time, even before you go, you get to book three things, right? So, like, if you know that you can book and then check. The app changes everything. The fact that you can mm-hmm. see wait times before you show up somewhere. I don't think people who have haven't been there in a long time realize that. Yeah. That because a lot of people like my childhood memories of Disney. Oh my god! Right, you're online. It's hot. You're you somehow everyone gets in a fight. Yeah, or, ice cream drops on the floor. Like whatever we, it is. We brought books
2: totally because we'd now. be waiting yes. for Space Mountain for two hours. Right, and there was nothing to do while you were in line. Now they're masters of making the line part of the yeah. story. The queue experience is really yeah. cool. You know, I mean, there there are, I remember racing onto Space Mountain um, because we had we were doing, I'll I'll link to this, the um, touring plans, which are amazing. You basically get to things with no lines. And we were kind of racing through the, the empty line at Space Mountain the first time my kids were there, they wanted to stop and play
1: all the video games right. that they have in the line for the people who are waiting. And we're like, but
2: there's no line! I Keep know. Moving. The
1: Seven Dwarves Mine Train is oh, the yeah. same thing, that if you if you fast pass, you miss the queue, and the yep. queue has all like the treasure, and the ding, and the story, and like the gems, and all the stuff to play with. And and, and, and at uh, the new Dumbo ride. Well, the Dumbo yeah. ride's amazing. I
2: mean, there's like a play space yeah, where your kids can tent. just go play yeah. Yeah, and, and it's, it's air out conditioned. of the sun. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's, it's it's so like people don't want to do fast pass because they want to give their kids that break, right? Yeah, it's, it's nice. Thing. So I think too. So summers, you know, a really crowded time to go, but it's also when all the good deals are, yeah, and and when the parks are open the longest, right?
2: So you can take the most advantage. And and there's other stuff going on too. um there's going to be a new nighttime experience at Hollywood Studios starting May 26th. Oh, it's going to be amazing. A full orchestra will provide the soundtrack for a 40-minute visual journey into the music of Pixar. Oh, that's yeah. aw- Oh, I might go just for that. That's <laughs> amazing. Awesome. Um, oh my god, it's amazing. I know Pixar is just amazing. Um there's going to be a new ride at uh, Typhoon Lagoon Water Park called Miss Adventure Falls, and that's a family-friendly raft ride. I've never been there. I, I usually make my husband take the kids. It's terrible, um, but he, he likes water parks more than I do.
1: Right. Um, when it's really hot, that's a good break.
2: It's a good break, but I... You I need would, a
1: long time at Disney to do that.
2: I you think. need a Well, the thing is, usually when we go, it's a working trip for me, so I usually say, hey, the day when I'm going to be in the conference room all day, take the kids to the water park. Right. <laughs> so, because I want to do the regular parks with them. Um, and then on May 12th uh, is going to be Happily Ever After, which they're calling the most spectacular fireworks display in the history of the Magic Kingdom. That's hard so, to
1: yeah. say. But every time. It's like, I always wonder how many pounds of fireworks they go through. Oh, it's insane. It's insane. It's
2: like what New York uses every the, year for the 4th of July. Every night. night every night. In four parts. It
1: must be. They must be the largest consumer, consumer of, of yeah. fireworks. They must Has keep those. to which be. Which is interesting because um, at Disney Springs, which we really talked about when I was there last time, they've revamped all of Disney Springs. Mm-hmm. It's. It used to be called Downtown, Downtown Disney, Disney for people who might have been familiar with it. It is so awesome. Um, all the really chef-centric restaurants are there mm-hmm. now. So if you're looking for, like, a better meal, that's really fun. And there's shopping and whatever. But they had this nighttime show that was created with Intel that was all drones. That's I lights on drones. That. And it was, like, what they did at the Super Bowl behind Lady Gaga when they made uh-huh. the flag with the drones. So they did it first at Disney. And Neat. I don't know if they have a new one now. They had a Christmas one. It was, I think I have video of it. Actually, we can link to. I don't know what it was about it, but like honestly got like tears in my eyes. Like it was so beautiful. It made like an angel and whatever. Aww. But there's no noise like that, right? There's no firework noise. and right. There's no smoke. It's just, and none of us could figure out how it was happening. It was um. just because we didn't know it was drones. They didn't tell us to after. They didn't want us to know. And these drones, so all you see is this light. It's almost like birds are doing it. Right. And then it's Wait, constantly it's reforming. It, it was so beautiful because then you heard the music without any of the bang. So if you have a kid who is sensory ah. issues where fireworks are really not good for them or they get scared. Um this I don't know what I have I'll look. I'll look and see if they're doing a special show now that the you know, seasons have changed. But I highly recommend seeing a drone light show. Like it's it's cool. the effects of the fireworks without the noise. That's neat. <laughs> it's really, really cool. It was amazing actually. Um, and, yeah, and the shopping. Like, I think it's changed everything, too, for people, especially if you don't have, like, a Uniqlo or there's really cool stores in Disney yeah. Springs. Like, it's a really nice nighttime activity, and too. And entertainment. Looking, there's yeah. a lot of
2: stuff. You know, there's movies. There's bowling. There's there's a circus there, right? There's Cirque du Soleil the Cirque still? du Soleil yeah. is there. Um, um, and, actually, I have to say some of the best food that I had there was at the bowling alley.
1: Oh, really? That's crazy! Actually, yes,
2: it was so good. The food's really good. We, the pizza I, ate at, was amazing. Um,
1: Rick Bayless's restaurant. So, he, there's no Rick Bayless restaurant here in the city. So, like, whenever I travel somewhere and we get the opportunity to eat out, I always try to find a chef that's not in New York, mm-hmm. which is hard. But even in Vegas, I'm like, well, who's not here? Mm-hmm. Um, he's has a restaurant there, which he has no restaurant in New York. Wow! And um, it's a, like a Frontera Grill, basically there. It was so good. It was so crazy. good. <laughs> I don't even. They made like a hummus out of pumpkin seed instead of chickpeas I, I was like it was crazy good wow. so if you go um, if you're looking for a more special night out or like a chill night out or you have mm-hmm. someone else with your kids and you want like a date night with your husband I would do Disney Springs and then go back to one of the parks for the show or whatever yep. but like have because usually we do dinner at Epcot for that reason right but like right. you could do dinner at Disney Springs and shop and kind of have a more nice chill adult <laughs> night Nice, That's cool I liked it um, all right. Well that is our somehow Disney extravaganza episode. Um but we know that Disney's on everyone's mind. Mm-hmm. Um it's still a huge family destination and summer's a great time to check it out. It really is it's hot as all can be. But you leave, that's why you but, stay on
2: property and you leave in the middle of the day and yes. you go to
1: your hotel's pool, go in the you pool. chill. Yeah. Yeah, but the prices are great in the summer. Yeah. So check it out. All right. Um we will link to like Every single thing we just talked about, which is a lot of Disney stuff. Yes. Um, But Pandora in particular is going to be crazy. Crazy, crazy cool. I can't wait to see it. All right. We'll be right back with our Bites of the Week.
2: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at
1: play.it.
0: You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy.
1: So we are back with our Bites of the Week, our sh- super abbreviated, just
2: the two of us, Bites of the we Week. We should have Andrea just leave us tech products when she I goes. Know. That would be fun. Samples. Yeah. All right. What you got, Amy? So mine's actually kind of techy. It's kind of techy and kind of foodie. I I think we've talked about it before, but I've never talked about it this much. Um, you don't have an Instant Pot, do you? I do.
1: You it's do? A, you have an Instant Pot? It's in my pantry. Okay. You
2: are who <laughs> I wrote these posts for. So this, I wrote. I
1: wrote under your post. I yeah. said you're supposed to take
2: oh, it out of the right. box. <laughs> oh that's God, right. I but I wasn't sure if you were just joking around. <laughs> no, but you <laughs> actually have one in the box. I do. So I did take it out of the box. It's in my pantry, <laughs> out of the box. So I I didn't bother writing about my Instant Pot for like a year because. Everybody writes about them. There are a million recipes out there. There are a million bloggers blogging about it. I didn't think that there was a need for my posts. And if you don't know what an Instant Pot is, it's kind of like a marriage between a crock pot and a pressure cooker. And it does like five other things also. Um, Because it has so much functionality, you take it out of the box. You look at all the buttons. You look at this big, confusing instruction manual. And you do what I did. You put it back in the box, yes, and You put it back in the cabinet, and you just oh forget that God. you bought it. I
1: like my Dutch oven just fine. That's yeah,
2: like, it does all that, too. <laughs> it has, like,
1: two buttons, yes. right?
2: No buttons. So, so I, I did the same thing. But then finally I was like, all right, I bought this thing. I need to learn how to use it. I, I learned how to use it. And I love it. It's it's. Fantastic. It's all of the functionality of a pressure cooker without the fear of it exploding. I don't know if you've ever seen those pictures and videos from Breakfast people. Breakfast
1: with What do you mean? Oh my God. <sighs> That's the best scene when Audrey Hepburn's whatever she's made, Brazilian dish explodes. Okay. <laughs> um,
2: Rebecca's going to throw something at me. You've never seen Breakfast at Tiffany's? I've never uh, seen. Breakfast no. at Tiffany's ever? No <laughs> Breakfast at Tiffany's? And I get most of the references, but I didn't know that there was a, a an exploding okay, well, pressure that's cooker. That's your
1: homework for this week. watch Breakfast at Tiffany's. Um, I will do
2: that. <laughs> and I feel like I've seen it because I know like so many scenes from it and I know so many stories from it, but I've never actually seen it. So I will fix that. But. Um, that will not happen with your Instant Pot because it's electric and you don't have to, like, control a flame under it and, and all of that. So it's a lot easier. Um, but there are a lot of buttons and controls because it makes, like, yogurt and rice and it sautés and it keeps it. Yogurt's warm. what I'm interested in. And so what I've done is – and this is a totally self-promotional bite this week um, – I've done a series of posts for idiots, basically, for myself. Like, these are the posts that I needed before I learned how to use it where – I take you through all of the different pieces of it that come off and what you need to do with them and, and what they do. I take you through just the controls that you need for that particular function and then we can ignore the rest of them. So we start out super easy. The first post is just making mashed potatoes. And they're like the easiest, most amazing mashed potatoes you've ever had. Like I don't make things in my Instant Pot that are better made someplace else. Right. I only do it in the Instant Pot if it's it saves time it's easier, and it still tastes as good. So, you know, I see people making all sorts of crazy things in their instant pots that I don't get. Well,
1: one of the things I read was that if you have frozen meat, that doing it in the Insta Pot will like both defrost and cook it. That like it'll yeah, you don't you can skip the defrosting. That does process. help,
2: and and then it it takes the thing the the deceptive thing is people will, will tell you and you can make this in ten minutes. And the 10-minute part that they're talking about is actually the actual pressurized cooking time. Right. But then what they won't say is if you put a piece of frozen meat into it, it's going to take it 40 minutes to get up to pressure. Right. <laughs> so you have to be careful when people tell you that it's like 10-minute cooking time, sure. But then it's going to take a long time to get it up right. to pressure because the things in there are cold. Um, so, yeah, you can do stuff like that. I won my husband over with it when I showed him that we could do ribs without them spending three hours in the oven. Because wow. you know he does ribs by like marinating them and cooking them for three hours in a low temperature in the oven right. and then finishing them off on the grill. No, it's like ten minutes but in the InstaPot. How you instant get pot. them in the InstaPot? You, well, you, you know they the come in like up? no, I, I like spiral it. Oh. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll post a picture. That's interesting. Um, and, yeah, so once I won my husband over, because he hates all gadgets, then I <laughs> knew that this thing was a winner. Um, so the first post was mashed potatoes. The second one was hard-boiled eggs, which is, like, another thing that I will never cook another way again, because they're, you can use brand-new eggs, and they will peel easier than anything you've ever peeled before. Um, the third post was potato salad, and then the fourth post was risotto risotto that you don't really? have to stand. So I did I a test. I feel like you have to keep adding the broth in the stir okay. to get it creamy. That's what I thought too. So I did a test last week and I had my husband and my daughter taste it. Um, I did the regular traditional method where you stand there for 25 minutes, yeah. adding it half cup at a time and stirring. I did the no stir method where you just dump all the water in it or yeah, broth like at once, and that's just and, rice. And no, oh, that one actually turned out well. If you oh, do really? it, the toasting the rice first is the important part. Oh, so it really it turns soaks out. up the yeah. liquid. And and then in the instant pot, and I had them taste all three, and both of them chose the instant pot. It was. Wow. Am- I was so shocked. I figured that. What if you could do it with cauliflower rice? Oh, I haven't tried that. But I just, I figured there would be some kind of trade off for
1: the ease of just throwing it in there. Right. No, it ended up being the most flavorful and the That's texture was perfect. So here's my other question about the Instapot. So I stopped using my oven in basically two weeks. Like when it just, <laughs> even with air conditioning in my house, it's too hot. It's just too hot. Whereas I every- bake all summer and I sweat to death. can't. Does it heat up your kitchen? No. Or does it stay super self-contained? No,
2: it's. Totally self contained. Right. A little bit of steam escapes in the beginning when it's coming up to pressure, but I'm talking what about if you a little don't bit. Use it as a
1: pressure cooker. Have you done it not as a pressure? If, have you done ha- the yogurt maker? No, so I'm super I have into the not yogurt Not made maker. yogurt. I'll have to research that one for you. Um,
2: I imagine it would get as hot as a crock pot. So okay. there's going to be some heat because I feel like
1: most people either use it as a pressure cooker. Or they use it as a slow cooker. Like, yeah. those, that, those are the two settings most people use. And pressure cooker seems to be the one everyone uses because it yeah. it's about fast. And then I always think, like, why don't you just buy a pressure cooker? Because that is what people use. <laughs> it's well, yeah, I don't plan ahead enough to use it much as a crock pot. Right. Like, these people who put their stuff in, it,
2: in there in the morning and then right. come home to dinner. Right. I don't know what we're going to make until 6 o'clock
1: at night. Yeah, that's how I feel, too. So... Yeah, that that would be useless for me. All right, I'm gonna bust it out eventually. Yep, I have to get it out. You have to. I will I try to research for, yogurt yogurt the for you. Yeah, find me out yogurt. That's the other things I feel like. Doesn't everything taste the same? Like, I feel like everything ends up being like a stew. Like you. Well, I think that's more if you do the crock pot. There. All right. Yeah,
2: the instant pot because like when you when you're doing risotto, it's not like you're throwing ten ingredients in there and turning it on. You're actually using it to saute the aromatics. And then you're can putting you in the wine. brown the meat, Does you the t- meat yep. brown first. You okay. can you can use the saute function to brown everything because if you don't, it's just it'll be co- That's like, what I mean. like I, I do. A- like
1: everything looks like stew. Like people are like I made lasagna. I'm like no, you didn't. No, you no. made like lasagna
2: stew. Right. Like- <laughs> no. Well, like the first time I made a chicken for my husband in there, he didn't like it. The inside was cooked perfectly, but he likes a nice crispy, crispy skin. skin. Yeah. So. I discovered that what I really have to do is it'll cook the chicken super fast and then you shove it under the broiler really quickly just to crisp up the skin mm. and it's perfect. Interesting. So, yeah, you just have to learn tricks like that and it,
1: and just make sure that you're actually saving yourself time and trouble. <laughs> right, right. Because yeah. that's the thing. Cause, yeah, because things you just stick in the oven for three hours if you have it. Who cares? Like you're not doing anything to it.
2: Well, his ribs always drove me crazy because it was usually when we were having company over and then I couldn't use the oven oh, yeah, for no, three that's hours. That's annoying. So, yeah. All right. So it made your life easier. Made my life easier. All right. And that's what it's all about. All right. That's a big bite. <laughs> Very, <laughs> that was like <laughs> another a, segment.
1: That really was. About the Instapot. All right. I'm going to try it Instant. Everybody says Instapot. Oh, it's two words. It's Instant, instant Pot. Well, they should change that. It should just be Instapot. Yeah, because that's what everybody calls it <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it really is. All right. So um, my bite is, we just got back from Japan, um, and one of the things we did there was a tea ceremony, which is... <gasps> Super can we post your pictures? Yes, they were you can so post cute. My pictures. Um, so we didn't know when we booked the tea ceremony that there was also going to be like a kimono aspect to it. Where it, until we got there, and they were like, "What size are you guys?" Which, first of all, my daughters are five two. They were so excited; they were mediums in Japan. <laughs> they were they were like tall in Japan. Um, they could reach the subway like strap hanger things. Well, like, can
2: I tell you when I was younger and actually pretty thin? My husband brought me a kimono from a, a business trip to Japan, and you know in back then I was a small in the United States so he got me a small in Japanese sizes yeah no 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 no. there I couldn't even get it on a leg yeah no
1: and so these were um these kimonos were the kind that you have to rent like that women in Japan rent because these were like ceremonial kimonos Ah. These were not like your everyday cotton this was like I can't even tell you so at first of course my daughters were like totally scared they're like cultural appropriation oh my god this is horrible I'm like it's really it's not (laughs) like they're doing this as part of a thing Um, and the women the kimono master who did it like this is what she does for a living Is because it's so hard to get the kimono right there's like three layers underneath it that are wrapped around you first and then huh. like you're corseted and then they put the next layer and then there's like a lining that you actually pull through the sleeves so the lining inside is contrasting to the kimono itself. It weighs so much you can't even imagine. It's total, It's just silk that's embroidered. they are thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Wow. And then they wrap you again and you're corseted and then there's the thing that's attached to your back that keeps your posture up. You have – it's sort of like if you're a theater nerd, you know when you finally get the costume for your character and you're like, now I get it? Yeah. That's what it's like. You you so appreciate what women (laughs) – it's always women because, trust me, my husband's kimono was put on in about – Five seconds <laughs> and he was wrapped up, and they put a tassel on him, and he was fine. Nice to know. It's not only our culture. Yeah. Well, that's what it's like because you were corseted and lifted. It's like, it's an incredible thing to really experience. Well, it sounds um, like you, you were more women. stepping into
2: another culture than appropriating right, it. Right. That's
1: what it is. And they were so, um, Wonderfully, like warm and excited to share this. Like they were so like the women the, we were with four women. One was a kimono master. One was our interpreter, like guide. And then two women who run the tea house. Um, one of the women only has sons. So she's like, this is her favorite thing in the world. Cause she never got to do this with her daughter. She goes, Cause, Cause really you only do this for like a wedding. Um, I guess when girls turn 20, it's sort of like a bat mitzvah. You have your, kimono. Oh. you have your big ceremony. You go to the shrine Um, so that was actually ended up being an incredible experience that we weren't anticipating and then after that we went upstairs in the tea house for the actual tea ceremony where it's matcha It's it's not tea leaves like we think it's a powdered green matcha is what they use for the tea ceremony and you learn the steps of making this bowl of matcha basically and you present each bowl one at a time to your guests and each bowl is different so it was the most incredible process I've ever seen. And I'm a tea drinker. Like, that's all... I never drink coffee. I don't... I mean, I've made it... Maybe had coffee twice in my life. I don't like coffee. So you use a bamboo whisk. And you actually have to... They, there's a... You scoop the... You heat up the bowl with your water that comes out of, like, a big... Um, urn almost it's not a teapot and then you whisk it with the whisk and it's supposed to make sort of like the sound of the wind and everything like it's all tied to nature everything there's tied to nature and then you like stir it and then you have to turn the bowl a couple times so that your design of the bowl is facing your host And then when you're done, you turn the bowl towards yourself and admire the design. And then like, so every step of the way, you're giving things. And obviously, this is not how people drink tea every day in Japan. This is, it's a ceremony. It's a special occasion that you would do this. Um, It was awesome. Like, it was so great because we are very anti, um, maybe to a fault, doing anything sort of quote unquote touristy. Like, we didn't want to do the origami class, and we didn't, like, we had all these things offered us, and we didn't do a tour. We we were on our own in Japan, but we had, um, as I mentioned a couple episodes ago, like a travel agent. So we had a tour guide Mm -hmm. some mornings um, who would sort of do a lot of stuff with us, and then sit get us to a place for lunch and then sort of help us map out what we would do on our own in the afternoon and we did that in Tokyo and Kyoto so this was, it would drive me crazy to have somebody with me all the time so that sounds like a great compromise. yeah so it was great and I didn't want to be with other people like I didn't want to be on a tour group right so this was, but I have to tell you like even my daughters are like oh my god having a tour guide is the greatest thing ever because on the days when we were on our own we're like what are we looking at I don't know <laughs> let's google it what are we looking at because seriously we were like morons <laughs> You get so much information for someone when you're with them. Plus, you talk to them about like how they live, and you know you get to know someone really well. We had the same tour guide in Tokyo um, twice. We had a tour guide do a food tour. Like, I just highly recommend getting a tour guide. I think I would do it everywhere now. Like, even in like Spain or France, where I feel like I know it, you can't believe how much more you see and like take in mm-hmm. when you're with someone who actually knows what they're talking about and is explaining things to you. And like the entire history of Japan, which this trip was amazing because it coincided with both my daughters just finishing their Japan units in Mm. world history. So it was great too. Like I didn't know everything about the shogunate and like the whole, please, I was like, wow. Um, So anyway, my bite, is to get a tour guide when you go somewhere you can there's all these sites online we can link to some we used a travel agent who found us them but like there are these great websites now where you can just like anything else read reviews about people Mm -hmm. um connect with them via email you can pay through these sites so you're not paying people directly you can use a credit card and and like just roughly how much does it cost to have somebody with you japan's very expensive So I don't know because they didn't break it down. But Japan's maybe $150 an hour for someone. But um, when you go online to these sites, you can definitely get someone for $75 an hour. You know, get someone for four hours. Let me tell you the other part about why tour guide's nice. Your kids will not complain in front of a tour guide. (laughs) That's worth the money right there. It's worth the money because when you're with a tour guide, like, they're going to suck it up and be like, yeah, cool, right? They're going to keep doing that. Um, And my kids were really good. They didn't complain anyway on this trip. But there's something about also having to like meet someone at a time in your lobby. You're out the door. They have a plan for you from like nine to one. They're going to get you to a great place for lunch. Otherwise, we're like, let's see what's on Japanese TV. Right. Or like, yeah, you're jet lagged or whatever. Like it forced us to get out the door that first day. Um, she was able to take us in we, when we did the fish market, like, the back way that they don't let the tourists into. It's like having a VIP Disney friend. guide. It is, it's is—it's exactly like that. Um, and even the subways. Like, the first day she navigated the subways for us, like, once we w- spent that morning with her, like, we had it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were able to do all that stuff on our own without any fear. Like, because I think you're, it's very intimidating to navigate a new subway system and a new mm-hmm. – and they have a lot of subway lines and train lines. Like, they have everything. Mm-hmm amazing that's a whole other thing Um, people put their there's racks in the subway and people put their bags on the racks I
2: clutch mine to my (laughs) chest (laughs) can you imagine people like had their purses up on the rack by the door by the door
1: like I'm like they're not afraid someone's gonna grab their bag and run out of the train a woman was slashed on the the station next to mine Uh,
2: just the other day he just slashed her face so that he could take her phone Right. So the thought
1: of, like, putting your purse on a rack <laughs> near the door. Put your purse on. Why not? It's heavy. I was like, I can't deal with this country. It's, like, the craziest. It's so safe and so, like, trusting and so <laughs> it was just hmm. weird. Well, there. if um,
2: I can find it, there's a great article from a few hours ago. A few hours. A few years ago um, about five-year-olds riding the subway alone. Oh, we saw that. Yeah.
1: No. You normal. don't understand. The first day, Corey's like, who are those kids with? these little teeny tiny kids were together pulling their backpacks getting on the subway and we were we were looking around i thought the adults like 20 feet ahead of them were their parents and no no they were just and they were not more than six there's not even not even a chance um it was awesome so anyway that's my bite is to get a tour guide and i'll send we'll put some links up to some of the sites that you can do we used a travel agent who did all that for us but um in my research there were like great sites excellent so get a tour guide um and if you come to new york get a tour guide but it's yeah. totally fun actually i have a great link to someone in new york okay. so if you come to new york i have a link to someone who's awesome um, all right that is our show for today we have links to everything we talked about today on facebook.com slash parenting and on parenting find us on itunes at parenting bites rate review subscribe share um, if you're planning a trip to Disney, let us know. Mm-hmm. We should link to the VIP Disney Tours. Why yep. not? Disney Tours, totally fun, also. Um, great use of your money if you're at Disney. And find us on play.it where you can find parenting bites and all of the other CBS podcasts. There are more. <laughs> there are no, lots months. more. Lots more. All right, until next week. Hopefully, Andrea will be back with us yes. next week. We'll all be in the studio together. Until then, happy parenting. Bye. Bye.